is for me Probably want what I'm doing Every day in the studio Every day in the studio Every day no fully shit In the streets with the ease on In the streets with the hoodie up no games it is your portland's number one podcast and tv show back at it again yes and we have uh, a very special he's not even a guest he's just a member but before we get into it one thing i do know is y'all motherfuckers didn't hit that subscribe button y'all haven't hit the fucking follow button you want to know why because we only have 30 subscribers and that's a goddamn shame our last video got 19 views and i know it's not all from our subscribers so if you are now clicking onto this whether you're on audio version or you're on the youtube fucking smash the like button comment subscribe it helps with the algorithm it helps it really does from us content creators it, it only takes five seconds that's all we ask in five seconds. I'm trying to eat. Look what I did. I bought all these things for you. Now he's trying to help us. Quick question. Where can they find you on YouTube? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, you can find us on YouTube with the Play No Games podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's easy. It's not for Chris Brown and Little Big Sean. Little Big Sean. Big Sean movie. I'm, I'm gasping. But that's pretty much our intro for the most part. But yeah, also, if we hit 100 subscribers, I'm sure Robert, Robert will give something away. Yeah, I'll get next. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I want to do another uh, shameless plug that, you know, I appreciate, you know, you know, I'm not going to say guest right now, but, you know, our lovely guest slash member just said, yeah, you find us on YouTube channel, Play No Games, but you also find us on Instagram. Don't get confused. We're Look Here Matching, but some of our clips live on the Look Here Matching page. So please follow us on Look Here Matchmaking uh, or Look Here.FIRFY. Look here, the F R I. There we go. The, the assist, the assist on Instagram. And then you can definitely find us on there. And then we're on Spotify, Anchor, and then iTunes. And then last but not least, we'll, what I, we have these fun buttons that we're not going to push. We can't listen to the funny clips and sound bites that I have until you, now put this in your cash app, dollar sign, here on Rob. <laughs> the more the more you donate to me, the more fun we can have for the podcast. I've got some funny sound bites like green beans, tomatoes, ham, lamb, all that stuff, but we can't listen to it until we do some headphones. So, well that being said, um <laughs> if you have it, hit my cash app, dollar sign hero raw, and you know, donate to the cost. Trust me, you're not gonna help me pay my bills. I'm gonna put all the money back into the show and I'll pay costs for once. So oh. Please, no. <laughs> someone help. <laughs> exactly. Look at him. Look if he cut his hair because I, I, have, to, I have to sell my hair. <laughs> <laughs> he sold his hair for this. Yeah. But without further ado, he's not a guest, and I just disrespected this guy. He once again, Jamal J Mac, the new one on the streets of J A Y dash M A C Mac <laughs> is back on the new and improved. Play no game show. How are you doing? And this is why I clip the, the clapping, but you can't. Anywho, welcome to Mackey's World. Hey! Uh, this is uh, Jamal from the Mackey's World podcast. Uh, we are here. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on the show, honestly, so thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, dive into these topics. I'm ready to got some, uh, something for me. And uh, yeah, um, 
since the door shame was closed. You know, Matthew Superior World on Instagram. I'm currently not on YouTube at the moment, but uh, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Matthew's World on uh, Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, we love it. Um, you know, love the plug. You know, I don't think our guests heard it, and maybe someone clicked the sound button. And they didn't hear that, and I don't have to edit they didn't hear anything. They, they're going to hear the jingle over that, and I don't have the capability to do that. So could you uh, let people know where they can find you again? Okay, let's start over, because I don't even know My apologies. Robert put me in control of this, but I can't put it anywhere, so I apologize. <laughs> Uh, last time I was on here, I uh, mentioned my manager was going to talk about the work conditions. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hot here, I'll admit. Management needs to re redo my contract. Um, <laughs> while you're paying costs, pay me for my pain and suffering. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, welcome to Mackey's World. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Uh, you can find Mackey's uh, World on Instagram, Mackey's Superior World. I'm currently not on YouTube, but uh, Matthew's World on Instagram, I am uh, somewhat active. Um, I will post videos almost every other day. Um, so, yeah, Jamal from Matthew's World here with uh, Pleasure on Games podcast. And right now they are playing games. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. That's actually quite funny. And another, um, you know, I know we said we're the greatest podcast show second. You know, whoa, I was really going to say 1A. And 1A, 1A, but since we do it, you know, you know I'm not going to do that because, you know, we got we, we got some things in the future, so I'm yeah, yeah. have that one. Um, I just want to say, excellent, great podcast. Um, I, you know, I'll just let y'all know that he's had hell of a couple guests. He had Tune on. Um, one thing I need to finish that one in his latest episode, too, as well, so if you guys have not stepped in to Mackey's World, he's dropping the gospel. He's dropping that good stuff. And the reason why I love him because his world is nothing like anyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, um, welcome to the new version of the Play No Games podcast. And, you know, I wasn't going to tell everybody to wear jerseys, but um, uh, I, I got lazy. Um, but it's, we'll start with the NBA. Well, first off, I think we have Jamal and I can agree like, fuck you, Robert. Uh, because he's booked this time while the Blazers are playing game six right now. Yeah, um, when I realized the Blazers were playing game six, I was like, should I flank on him or should I continue to be a good friend come in? You are so lucky we are friends. I would have said, I'm not going to call him. Yeah, I, I texted him before. Wow. Like, are we still filming today? Like two hours before this. Because and I told him, like, come on, man. Don't be surprised if Jamal doesn't show up. I wish we had a TV just right here so we can get some live reactions. That would be that would be that would have been dope. That would have been dope. What if you can pull the stream on your laptop? Um, you know, I'm working on it. You know, I love talking to the human resources. Uh, please cash out this man so we can get TV while we're recording. Dollar sign hero rock. It will be in the description. Um. Actually, you know, the funny thing about it, I'm glad that both of you, you know, one brought that up, and two, just thinking. I just want to say thank you for coming through. I wasn't even thinking um, because I'm just in such a, like, content, like, like, oh, like, okay, you know, Thursday's free, you know, let's just do this. Because at the end of the day, the reason I want to say thank you to both of you guys is because y'all know that, you know, you know, Willard and Yogi Chain watching this. 
right now. Like, you know, right now, right now. And y'all put it working on some content where we can, you know, all win and eat together over, you know, watching, the, you know, the Blazers. So, like, that just lets me know the testament that y'all are hungry and y'all are working because if this is, you know, it's an opportunity. So, I just want to say, like, you know, that's that's dope. So, I'm just saying, I respect you. I respect all of you guys. Thanks. And, yeah. So, here, but what happens if the Blazers don't win? We're going to ride the streets? Uh, for the sake of content, we said, okay, talk about something else. Okay, so, let's talk about <laughs> We were just talking. I don't want to talk about Blazers losing. I don't want that or interrupt me at all. Since we're on the topic of the Blazers, we want to mention the But, who do you think head coach next year? Why do you think Terry Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's way too hard to tell who's going to be a head coach. Mm -hmm. I think player acquisition is going to be more important. Um, now, I, I guess since we're talking about playoffs, mm -hmm. I'm going to say if Portland can't get past the first round and the second round makes the West mm -hmm. Finals, yeah. I think Stocks is going to be gone. He might be gone regardless, which I'm not upset with because I think that we may have ran this course, but... To me, what's more important is CJ being traded. Not because CJ's a bad player. Um, it's not because CJ is can't perform. I think that's inaccurate. Whoever thinks that he had one bad game five, the other games he's balling. He saved us last. Yeah, he did. But it's it's more of the tandem of Lillard and CJ playing together. I do, I do think they have ran their course. Yeah, I think honestly, two to three years ago. He probably should have uh, made a trade, maybe yeah. um, even last year. But I like to see a Brad Bill come in. I like to see a Paul George um, package them somehow. But I think this needs somebody that complements Dame's game a little bit better than CJ. They're, they're yes, we we need a wing. We need a stretch wing that can play defense. Dame can do the driving, kick out. Uh, that can spread the floor. That can be a second ball handler to Dame, like CJ, but someone who's tall and doesn't play defense. Tuxedo would really, I think, help out the team. In terms of coaches, I've been hearing this name like Jason Kidd. I don't want, Jason I don't, I don't want any big name. I want, I want, um, I want like a David Vanderpool would be a great. I was one. thinking David Vanderpool because he already has the rapport in Portland. Dame loves the guy. Dame been preaching about the guy in the job. Uh, even the Kenny Atkinson. Oh guy. yeah, Kenny Atkinson is a solid coach. Kenny Atkinson. If you look at his rapport, dude, that guy is. Coached and played all around the world. He deserves to be a head coach. Yeah. You saw what he did with the Nets. Yeah. He brought in new techniques. He made Dilo a star. Look at Dilo after Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. I think Kenny Atkinson is really underrated in the league. Mm -hmm. um, and then you got a couple other assistants around the league. I think that really deserve a shout. Um, but I don't want any Jason Kidd. I don't want any. Uh, oh, actually, one big name I've heard thrown around that would be really cool Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups with Dame. Uh, I think Chauncey Billups with Dame yeah. would be a really good combo. Chauncey's not the guy I think young guys really respect because they got to see the tail end of his career. So I think he's a guy that would listen and would. If you look at Terry, the one knock on Terry, not just his defense, his player development has been really piss poor. Yeah, over his last nine seasons, he's developed Dame. He was forced to develop CJ because West like Matthews yeah. couldn't play, left the team. So he, he was dealt his hand with CJ. CJ was Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. Had flashes, but Terry never gave him one of the consistency. Yeah. We saw how he played on the Raptors, and then he had busts like Myers Leonard. I don't want to call Zach Collins a bust yet because of injuries, Injury, yeah. but 
even when he's played, it's not been groundbreaking. Yeah, he can't play the game. He can't stay on the floor. Um, honestly, let's just say hypothetically, Dan and CJ are are together still yeah. next year. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Sabonis get traded for like, the nerd. Again, you have to make that package look pretty, but I would love to see Sabonis here. He can really stretch the floor. But also, I'm putting on stocks as well because you need defense to mind yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, I would love Sabonis. I don't know if we can get Sabonis for Nurkic. A guy I was thinking we could package because he's coming off a bad injury, Jonathan Isaac. Coming off his ACL tear. Uh, Isaac, he's not a he's not a big enough not really name per se, but he's not a big enough star for me. What about really? uh Mark Mark Turner? I think that would be solid but again. Uh, defensively. I think, defensively, yes, I, I still think Nurkic over on Miles Turner, center for center. I think Nurkic is more skilled. He's slow. If you look at Nurkic, he's got they run nowadays, which is weird to think because he's with it or now they went before the hip injury, but I, I really like Jonathan Isaac, and I think that's the type of player we need. I know he's not a big enough name, but I think we can capitalize on the fact that he's coming off an injury. He's coming off his rookie contract soon. Um, he's really a guy that I think we need in terms of perimeter defense, interior defense, outside shooting. He's like a 6'11 freaking nature. But he wouldn't, I, I think you keep nerking the mix if you got on I think mm-hmm. because he is so young. Yeah. Look at where Dave is at. Dave is on Dave is 30 years old. Yeah, that's right. We um, were have to be in a win down mode. I don't think I think it's a championship move. But again, maybe neither is Turner or Sabonis. But what do you think? Should we resign Norman Powell? Should that be a priority? That should be a priority. But you think we should we have to move CJ though? We have to move CJ. Because he's just like CJ, I think. I think if you give him the ball as much as CJ, he's even more athletic. If you watch him. Defensively, they're kind of the same. They're not the best defenders, but they're undersized shooting guards. Even Powell's forcing helps to play a small forward. Yeah. Um, I like Norman Powell a bunch, but he's also like 28. Well, wow. Well, you know, I actually had funny things to interrupt, but I just wanted to hear real basketball IQ here. Wow. <laughs> ah, well, that's what we call it. Well, folks, this is no bandwagon over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is where hopes and dreams go to die. This is where they live. They live talking about all these things. They that never, never happened. Wow. Yeah. So how does it feel that knowing your lifetime, you will be in the grave in heaven, talking about, remember when we were alive and y'all didn't see each other as we We could see them in heaven. <laughs> but we can't see them in real life. Or they'll win a championship in our lifetime. I strongly believe. I, I, if the Toronto Raptors could win a championship with Kyle Lowry as a second best player, who do they have? Fred Van Who do they have? Okay, big deal. What who's coming here? Tell me, is Kawhi better than Daniel Lillard right now? Yes. I don't think so. So he's a, so he's a two-way point guard. Okay. No. All right. But did you see Kawhi last night? Okay, Kawhi's legacy. Did you see Kawhi against the whole Mavic series? Look here, man. He's getting look here. He faked the outclassed by twenty-two. He faked the whole injury for one year in San Antonio. There's no telling what he's up to now. He's a mastermind. Kawhi's coming to Portland. PG coming to Portland. I wouldn't mind. I would love PG in Portland. You like PG after all the slander I knew you said. No, I've never slandered Paul. I've always said Paul George was never a top 10 player ever in the NBA. I never thought he was in Indiana, but he's definitely top 15. But I digress. Um, I know that there was another basketball topic that you wanted to get to that involved relationships. Um, not at the moment, not at the moment. Am I jumping the, the proverbial gun? You are, but I, <laughs> this is why I love this guy. This is why I love this guy. We're going to need this energy 
because you know we and Cost talk about like the inflow and things like that. We wanted to introduce the inflow to you because we definitely want you to be like, you know, whenever we're at the bar or this other location I'm working at currently as well. When and when and if you're on, we want you to feel comfortable to like take the lead as well when it comes to certain things. And I think before we dive back into basketball, I think what we should definitely talk about before we get back into basketball is the Naomi Osaka. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um uh what do you call it? So since you brought this up to me, would you like to explain what's going on with Miss Yeah, Osaka? sure. So if you know Naomi Osaka is correct me if I'm wrong, two time major winner. Yes. One, two, uh, yeah, two time major winner. Uh, up and coming, uh, really cool athlete if you look at her. She is half Ooh. Japanese, half uh, African American, I believe. You know. No, so she's Afro Japanese. American. You know what? I'm not gonna um, have a fuck with you. Go ahead. You, you, I, thought she, I thought her dad was American. Uh, no, I think it's. I don't know. It's, it's I think her mom's Japanese. I'm not gonna go. Yeah, just go. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. Uh, she's the face of Nike tennis currently. She's kind of taking the place of Serena if you look at it marketing wise. Yeah. Uh, she actually was the highest earning female athlete last year in the world. Um, and uh, she just withdrew from the French Open because uh, she missed a couple press conferences. I think uh, the tennis association didn't like that. They fined her 15 grand, uh, and then she decided to pull out of the tournament for mental health reasons. Apparently, she's dealing with some stuff mentally. Uh, she's mentioned, I believe, that she's always kind of had like anxiety and mild forms of like depression here and there, like I feel like most people in the world deal with. Um, and yeah, this was something I mentioned to you that you wanted us to bring up. Um, because you know, uh, as we go on year by year, I feel like more athletes are coming out and speaking about mental health, mm-hmm. whether it was uh, Kevin Love, whether it was DeMar DeRozan as well. Um, and then in the NFL, who was it? It was Vinny Lichfield's almost. Yeah, that's Prescott. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, so, yeah, kind of your guys' thoughts. Um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to start it off a little bit controversial because when I very first heard this piece, mm-hmm. my first initial thought, and you know, I feel like I've been blessed to grow up in the 90s where like, you know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but also learning that, you know, that's not the only way to do something like that. And like, one of the major things is when you don't have enough information, you go searching and seeking it out. And I feel like every, every time anyone wants like a mental health type of thing, it's a contextual thing. You just can't be like, oh, this person is not, there's crying because, you know, they, they just don't want to do it because it's a part of your job. Because my initial thoughts was hearing about it, I'm like, all right, you know, I get, you know, she's, you know, depressed and things like that. But even working with people with depression after you get to a stabilized position and point, you still have to work through because you, you, you can't because you the world doesn't stop and the world is not going to care about you yeah, and things like that. So when I researched, got more information, I'm like, this girl, this this kid, she handled that blowing. And the reason why I feel like she handled that blowingly is, you know, she's like, I don't want to take away from tennis. And right off the back, right there, that let me know that this is not one of those people taking advantage of mental health. She's like, one, I'm not feeling the greatest. If I still compete, people will not talk about the game of tennis. They're going to talk about this stuff. And then she's like, you know what? I need to find. I apologize to the press. And then I'm gonna take me up the next majors. And they still found fault in that. 
And that's a person taking accountability and ownership. She's like, oh, I know I should have done that. And that to me is like, all right, she gets it. And then on top of that, she's kind of like, well, I still got to look out for me. So it's kind of like when she did that for me, I feel like she made the best decision she could for herself because everyone tries to make the right decision. And the thing is, you can't appease everybody. And that's the one thing I appreciate that even though I feel like, um, you know, she tried to please everyone, but she put herself before everyone else. She just went down that list. So I applaud that, you know, that young girl for doing that. And thinking about the other players who like, if I compete, they're not going to care anything else about what I can say. And it's about tennis. It's about us. It's about the sport. So I really appreciate that. And I definitely hope she gets her, you know, her rest and she gets her mind right. I do have one more bit about it, but I guess I kind of want to swing it to you, Jamal. How do, how do you take that? I mean, I don't see anything wrong with her stepping away from the game due to a mental health reason. I mean, I know mental health has a huge stigma around it still, um, you know, especially in the black community. So, I mean, the context of her being uh, a minority, I think it's important to mention uh, because I think the minority community is still so new to us. We think of it like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're on medicine. And someone that deals with their own mental health struggle as far as like dealing with anxiety, I mean, I can totally see where she's coming from. Like, there are days where I'm like, I just don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to move. I don't want to talk to anybody. So I'm going to call out of work. Now, the flip side of it is um, the media drives me crazy mm-hmm. sometimes, to be honest. I mean, when Kyrie said I don't want to talk to pawns, I understood the energy of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, was it wrong verbiage? I'm totally aware that the verbiage is wrong, but the media has like a sense of like, you owe me something. I'm trying to do my job. You have to talk to me. Yeah, contractually, they have to talk. Yeah. But in a sense, it's like if someone's not feeling well, be a human first. Don't worry about just doing your job. Talk to the other players because at the end of the day, yes, she's the number one player. She's not there. But you don't, they don't owe you anything, ultimately. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a luxury you have that job, number one. And number two, the luxury they are taking time out of their day to do this because, like, Marshawn Lynch, like, is that really a productive interview? Like, when he's saying, you know why I'm here? Like, like and now he's going to write a story in fashion. So, at the end of the day, it's always a lose-lose situation. And she, if she went to play, what they're going to do is try to villainize her mental health. And she looks like she, she played and lost. And they're going to villainize her. Oh, are you okay? Are you this or that? It's like, you shouldn't be asking people questions like that. Like, oh, how's your mental health doing? Did it affect you when you're playing? To me, that's like very personal. So, yeah. why do you want to try to highlight the quote unquote negative and buy into the stigma of um, mental health issues? So, uh, I'm saying all that to say context matters ultimately. Um, and the media has to stop acting like the players owe them something and that they know these players personally because they really don't. So, um, just this kind of Anywho, uh, lots of flies in here today. Um, anywho, I I'm so glad you brought up Marshawn Lynch because I I was going to bring up that's one of my two points I want to bring up because I I just like how he masterly masterly did masterly that's there we go God words masterly did it. Because he's like, all right, bet. It's in my contract. All right, I'm here so I don't get fired. One, it was hilarious. And two, he's like, I did what I need to do. And then later on in his career, 
when he could control more of the narrative, then he spoke. And then it is, oh, we love you, type type of thing. And my thing is, like, I guess I get like, like really, like really cynical. Where like I get it, where like there's parts of like things you have to do because contract, and then like other things where it's kind of like little, little loopholes. And that's why I put my Marshawn Lynch like, like he's so true. He's like, you can't find me. I say what I need to say because in my meeting, those didn't those interviews get over like two, three minutes? Because they're like, all right, that's all he's gonna say. And then he left, and he's like, bet. And then when he when he felt like he wanted to talk, he talked. And that's one of the things I appreciate that, and I, I just like, um, I, you know, you know, people, you know, are gonna do different things, but like that is like one of the things that, like, I appreciate you, you bringing up that. That means that you know that there's multiple ways to um, to get to an outcome, and I appreciate how she did it because it just shows the grace, and I just wanted to just highlight a bit of what you were talking about. But I agree with you as well with all the Mark on things. Now I, I do understand that those are different situations, though. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I mean, not in, well, to my knowledge, whether it be a mental health thing, but if it's like contractually, I have to do this. Okay, I'll do it. Um, but I think the the main point of that was controlling the narrative. She tried to even spin the narrative in the most positive way possible. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's because you know, chance is still technically a white-dominated sport. The number one person for the past, well, number one people for the past, you know. X amount of years I've been Serena one and they try to take her apart while her lifting hands on the ground. Her on the tennis court, so you try to bring up her looks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Naomi Osaka is also a person of color at the end of the day. You know, no matter if he's black or not, I mean, she looks black, so you're going to call her black. Mm-hmm. And with her stepping out and being brave enough to um, say what she said and do what she did, I mean, they still try to take her apart and still be angry. So um, even when you try to control your narrative in a positive way, the media um, can still spin it however they want. I'm going to use the quote Malcolm X because this is very telling. You know, the media can make an innocent man guilty and guilty man. And I strive live by that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, very true. So, uh, what makes me think about is this uh, UFC line here. I think that's a big UFC, guys. I dabble. I dabble. Uh, so, Joe Rogan actually. Joe Rogan is a commentator for the UFC, interviews the fighters uh, post fight, mm-hmm. and he uh, went up, you know, went to the UFC and said, Hey, you should be interviewing guys who get knocked out, and the, you know, guys are female women mm-hmm. that get knocked out because they're not on the right state of mind. You know, they shouldn't be put, you know, forced to say something on a microphone that doesn't be recorded and replayed over and over again when they're, you know, they're just coming off their brain pretty much shutting off. Was it women in particular, or no, no, men or women? Just any fighter, any fighter that gets knocked out. He said we should not be interviewed like right after the fight. You should be playing when it's knocked out uh, for those reasons. So just interviewing the winner, going forward. Mm-hmm. And if the, the person who did lose get knocked out, did want to speak, they can do so, but it won't be forced upon them. Yeah, I mean, take the model of uh, NBA, NFL, all about the sport. You don't interview the loser until they get to the press conference. You know, yeah. so why interview them in the octagon? And of course, just got knocked out too. So, what can you really say? Let it come back harder. Yeah. So, like, so pause. Yeah, pause. No, no pause. No, we are we are protecting our masculinity, whatever masculinity means to you. Um, I'm not. No. No pause. Come back harder. I like that. No pause. (laughs) I, I, you know, I'm letting this happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna say you, Costco. I love you. Um. 
Um, I just wanted to put, you know, a little spin on this, a little spin on this. I think, even though I know this is totally separate, Osaka didn't have these anxiety problems until she beat Serena. And I feel like, boy, that spotlight is bigger. Wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. How Serena lost, I feel like that played a whole lot of her wearing her headphones and like that because I was live watching that game. And like, as a tennis player, like, just me, me, shut the fuck up. And like, the, it's like the mental. It's kind of like, and I know I've heard her correctly, Serena said she was a little hurt or some other stuff. And oh, and she was coming off having a kid. She knows she didn't play her best game. And then like, how she reacted to the loss. And like that's your idol. That's like you. That's like me playing against Kevin Durant and him being like, "All right, bitch ass." And you're like, "Retire." I'm like, "This is great." You know? Yeah, but I beat you in like a game of horse. Like, what makes it happen? Like, come on. And like, I feel like that. It's, but that's also that's true. She would never let anyone have it. But, but she's because she's a dog. Not not like yeah, like like she's good. She's like yeah. really good. That's let me stop that. Like, about that. So I'm just so I'm just saying it's kind of like I also definitely think that that kind of affects her a little bit too. Like her, one of her idols, she's playing on the highest stage. What happened? So if I could beat Serena, then Serena got mad or what? Yeah, uh, I don't know if she got that mad. Again, I think it's a media thing. She kind of related. No, no, no. How did she so. react? So I'm not aware. To me, some of her like like mannerisms, mannerisms and like body body uh, language and some of the words she said was very passive aggressive in my opinion. And like and I'm kinda like so, like I understand you just lost, but like and you're coming off from having, you know, I don't know the experience of having a kid. We don't know the battles Serena's going through with that That's part. Just about to bring that up. But like I know the Serena who lost matches before. She's been like, I bet, good job, girl, you did it. But like, she wasn't like that. She was visibly like, like, I'm like, come on. Like, it was kind of like, you didn't beat me, I beat myself. Exactly. What? Well, maybe just father time. Father time also beat it. She's almost and, 40. And she probably realized, like, it's probably internalized. Like, I, I lost because of X, Y, and Z reason, but in our reality, I didn't watch, I don't know, but yeah. I just got beat, you know? Yeah, I just lost. At some point, you know what to do here, but your body can't do the same. Exactly. I mean, and that's the first one. Another example, when you're a top dog, LeBron James, you start declining a little bit. Let's get LeBron. brighter and brighter. LeBron's declining. He's 30. What did you say? Years old. He said he LeBron's what? He's on decline. Put that on a reel and roll it back. Look, no, LeBron already admitted it. He said, yeah, I'm declining right now. Okay. He, he said in um, HBO, uh, The Shop Doctor. He's in, when you're up here, he's slowly going down. But he's still, he's not a sharp decline. He's just going down. Yeah, good. Katie's declining too. Man, like, he's at 34. He's like a cyborg. Really? We never see him here. Never in my life. Father Time is undefeated. Uh, I guess to put a bonus conversation with Serena, um, Father Time again. Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, like that. So I can show you the same. Yeah. She recognizes it. Is Naomi Saka still dating Wayne Demonier? Yes, she is. She is. Oh, that's big Corday. That's why I'm sorry, Nana. Corday, Nana Mia. I know what you're saying. Like, I, yeah. I can't keep track of this. It's Amy. I know. Yeah, yeah you, you know. Do you know what that stands for? No idea. Okay. Nah, nah, I'm not doing these tasteless things to you, Cos. One second. One second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing these tasteless things to you. All right. 
Oh, we are good. I'll cut that out. Alright, so we're going to. Oh um, my god. No. I'm going to take quite two or five minutes. How do we even keep this? So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, let's, since we, you know, we don't talk, we'll finish this up because we're almost ready for our next commercial. Yeah. Uh, NBA. So, we're going we're to shift the gears when I talk about this and things like that. Man, what's going on with our fans lately? We got people going uh, popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got people going oh, water bottles. What do you guys like? Is it funny? Hell yeah! I find it so entertaining. I don't think this is entertaining, but they got the reaction they want out of, you know, fans, people like you that find it entertaining. Like, this is not entertaining at all to me. This is like, this is very. I think it's like some racial undertones mixed with mental health things going on. I think people were cooped up in their house for way too long. Yeah. And it's like, that like, there's not so much I'm at this game now. I'm not going to wear my mask anymore. I'm not going to throw things at you. I'm going to spit on you. If somebody spit on me, bro, that is literally like saying you don't respect me as a human being. So yeah. to spit on somebody, that's like literally like the, probably the most disrespectful thing you can do without actually like physically harming somebody. Yeah. Um, I don't find that funny, hilarious at all. I think it's very degrading, and again, I think there's some racial undertones to this too, because um, if you look at NBA arenas, it's full of white people watching black men play, play a sport, and they have the mentality of, oh, um, shut up and dribble, um, entertain me, entertain me, I don't want to hear your voice entertain me. That has a lot of racial undertones to it, so um, it, it bothers me to know in honestly, and I don't I'm not gonna find anything like that funny. Okay, running on the court, yeah, I can get a chuckle like that. Ha ha. But if you throw a water bottle at me, um, and Kyrie already said it, like I want to play basketball. I don't want any subtle racism going on. And Danny ain't talking about dad's gonna say in Boston of all places. My <laughs> player never experienced any racism. You're in Boston. I never been to Boston. But I can only imagine how many N words they're throwing at them at the opposing team. So. I digress. What's the what's the what's the one song Bobby? Well what's the kind of name that's played in Boston in so many years? Made a lot of jokes. Okay. The, the old one who didn't come back for his ring ceremony. Like we went to all things. Oh uh Bill Russell. There we go, Bill Russell. He never came back. That's fair. Yeah, go ahead. Uh I thought I thought I think fans running on the court is annoying because that stops play. I think that's annoying when you have to stop play when all this stuff, and it's not that funny to me. I'll be honest, when I got spit off Trey, that was so New York. But like, you got to think, this was in MSG, they haven't, they haven't seen the Knicks in over a year, they haven't seen the Knicks in the playoffs in eight years. I'm not going to say, I'm nowhere near saying it was, you know, the right thing to do, or you should spit on people, it's disgusting. But when I saw that, I said, of course it's in New York, and I had a chuckle to myself, I was like, this is, like, this is so New York. And then the guy throwing the water bottle, the stupid thing, I don't know why he threw a water bottle at people, like, all this stuff. I will say the guy got charged with assault of a dangerous weapon. Well, I'm not mad at that. I yeah. think they really should be going hard and saying, no, you can never come to a game again. Mm-hmm. That's a slap on the wrist at the end of the day. Like, no, that's fair. These people are at work. Imagine you're at work making a sales call and somebody just says, well, not said, like they throw a water bottle. They legit throw a water bottle at you while you're at work. Yeah. Or, or why are you getting from your break? Um, sorry, getting from your desk to do something. You're getting that, right? No, yeah, and yeah, and either way, I think watching game at home is better than in the arena. That might be a hot take, but 
I have I prefer being at home. Too. It's just you get better camera angles. I don't want to be around so many people for two hours. I don't know. That's just like a side. That's just a side thing. But uh, okay, guys. So constant. Yeah. If I was at your office and that happened to you, I probably would laugh, but I'd hope you would handle the situation. Because yeah. this way, <laughs> I take that and throw back at you. Whenever they chuckle, we forget about it. But, but look at that. If Kyrie picked the bar bottom, threw it back at the person, the then, then Kyrie gets a suspension, Kyrie gets a fine, and uh, gets a runner test on the Texans fans. And that is, then yeah. And you know what? I'm going to just be controversial. I'm just going to say we should just let the, the a player. Get to mind. Just let him snap him up, and he has no consequences. But look, the law doesn't say that though, because the moment Kyrie touches that person, that person is now a millionaire because he's going to sue Kyrie Irving I, or any or anybody else. I understand, and that is just like my dream because I feel like a lot of people. You can tell them things, but I can show you better. Than I can tell you because don't be wrong. And I'll just use my example for like you know. LeBron James, not not saying you know, off court LeBron, not all that good for the community. But if I'm sitting courtside, I'm gonna have LeBron. But as a handler, I know there's like certain limits I'm gonna go. One of them I'm gonna talk about his family. One of them I'm gonna talk about his wife. I'm gonna talk about his play. I'm not gonna talk about his wife. Handling and throwing something at her. Way too Let me finish. Let me finish. And all I'm saying is because when we go to sports, when we go to movies. It's taking our mind off things, these things. And then people get this possessive thing. And that's where it's so easy. Let's just say for someone who's, let's say, Democratic, someone who's Republican, they can go and sit in a room and be like, oh, you yeah, believe laser blood. Oh, you want to do lasers? And they forget all about, they forget about all these different things because in the human mind, it's so easy to be, it's us versus them type of thing. Yeah. And then when we mix in our own regular society, us versus them, we still, there's no rules of engagement. People are still, like, there's no safe zones. People are still going for people. So, like, when it comes to sports, I feel like people bring that energy where I'm like, all right, I'm putting all that energy toward that person. Now I'm in the sports arena. Oh, here comes Kyrie. Oh, F Kyrie. You know, he did this to me. To me. And then because they have no self-control, they're like, you know, and they feel so possessive because they're like, I, I, I'm a Celtic. You know, I believe this. I paid this money. Then you're like, because there's probably other people. I bet you right now, and you guys may or may or not agree me, but I bet you there's some people around that hype that that hype them up for doing it. They're like, oh yeah, you're so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's pack mentality stuff. Because if we were all in the game and I threw something at Damian Lillard, you guys look at me like, you're crazy. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, what the fuck are you doing, Rob? Yeah. Type of thing. So I just think it's like, I like I don't know like I guess I'm gonna be honest like. I think more so at a basketball game, like, I don't, I, I'm butchering it, but it's called, like, the bystander effect. I'm more adept to, like, let the bystander effect for me at a basketball game go, but, like, I was on the street and something like that happened. I was like, all right, I'm going to intervene to see what's going on because I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. what it, I don't know what it looks like, like just in our arenas, but, like, I just feel more uncomfortable, like, intervening in an arena mm-hmm. because there's, so many different things that can go on. I know you gotta talk about like anxiety and things like that. Like for me, I always think about like when I go to the movie theater, where are my three exits? If somebody comes in, I can duck tug roll. If I'm with somebody, we can go out this way. But like at an arena like that, me trying to de-escalate the situation, there's too many things that can happen. So it's I would freeze, like, all right, I'm not gonna say and do anything. 
because there's too many things and like I hope you know something like somebody will do the right thing and that's just you know keeping that you know 100 mm -hmm. I think it's respectful no matter oh yeah you slice it that's, that's foul you shouldn't have it there yeah and you know um yeah it's like yeah it's into, it's into entire entitlement and ownership when it comes to our do, sports team do you think it's gonna continue Ooh, yeah. I mean, again, I think it goes back to the media playing a huge part in all of this. They show it on TV, you can get Instagram famous and all that stuff. Yeah, that was me and they did that. So, I mean, uh, once you cut the head off a snake, you know, the body will fall. So, should the, so what should the NBA do? The NBA play? should be charging these people, even if left with simple assault or something. Okay, so another example, bring in Trey Young. Trey Young's like, I'm not pressing charges. Like, do you look at Trey Young differently because he's not doing that? Or like, because Trey Young. And to me, it shouldn't be on Trey Young. Yeah, it was directed at him. Mm -hmm. But I think the actual woman that was sitting with um, the 50 Cent was actually hit by the spit, not Trey Young. Because she got that. Because she felt the spit. So that should be on the NBA, the arena to press charges, not Trey Young. So um, I, I think they are misguided there. Hey, I'm not, I don't know the law, but I'm just saying that I, I believe that it's, it's directed at the wrong person to try to have a black person and come up with a solution again, so. Fair, fair. Well, all right, all right. Um, do you have any thoughts on this one? Um, I, I hope it doesn't continue, but if it does, I'll probably want to choke a lot here and there. Come on. If I see it on Twitter, I'm going to choke for it. I mean, being honest. Hey, my defense mechanisms of things is I always laugh when like, someone wants to fight me. I just start laughing. I'm like, you're trying to fight me. <laughs> but I'm really, like, I'm really beating the hell out of you. That's the thing. Where, like, I always, like, chuckle as, as, as a humor. I always try to find humor in certain stuff because uh, that's just, you know, how I am. But, uh, but no, I, you know, Karen Jamal. Obviously, you know, it's definitely disgusting. Hopefully the NBA, I hear you saying whether player charges them or not, they should follow suit. And then, you know, um New York has rats. And sometimes oh, yeah. they're sometimes they're human size. I just think, you know, I think of uh, in the soccer world, because I keep up a lot with soccer, this happens a lot where people throw stuff on the field. Mm -hmm. Uh not as serious of a thing, but like for example, Luis Figo in the early two thousands played for Barcelona, then went to Real Madrid. That's a big no no. That's like, like the and the Lakers, but way worse. Wrong so, some while he was taking a corner, someone threw a pig's head at it, and it landed on the ground uh, to show that he was a traitor. And now it's an infamous photo of him, like as he's taking a corner, like I said, pig's head. It's actually a pretty fire photo because right? he just didn't even know that, like, hey, let me acknowledge it. Mm. All right, well, our American sports won't ever see that. They won't get into their reading with that. They will not. Oh, well, actually, you know what? Nah. I think you can get anything. But this is the perfect time for us to break for commercial. Yes. So, um, if you made this far in the video, I just wanted to give another shameless plug to the Play No Games podcast. You can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Anchor. And you know what? Uh, my co-host pushed the button. I really want you all to hear. And do not push it. Oh my gosh. Um, but I would lo definitely love for you guys to hear all these special clips that I have lined up and saved up for all of you. But I can't do it without your help. 
And if you would definitely donate to my lovely, lovely podcast, um, hopefully at this time I'll have the graphics for my cash app. Dollar sign, hero rob, everything lowercase. Please, I'm not going to use it for myself. I'm going to help pay costs. See, got my hair cut. We'll get some headphones so we can hear all these lovely things, like small things, pretty funny things. I will want to play this clip that says, how dare you? But we can't hear it because I don't have the funds. So with all that being said, I definitely want to uh, let you guys know what dollar sign here, Rob, uh, for the, all the monies and funnies. And then another shameless plug, we have another podcaster, and this is five reasons shamelessly plugging stuff. Matthew Spurrier, we're on Instagram, uh, posting almost every other day. Follow me. But with all that being said, we're going to move on to our next segment in um, costs. Would you like to lead us in our newest segment? If I remember the question, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 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 it's our Lord is Savior. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, Jamie. Robert told me to ask you this question. What? Um, and I'm completely, this is, this is a new uh, format we're going with. I believe I remember the question. Oh, uh, oh fuck, I forgot. We got way, way, way right. We didn't have that long. Oh, we're going to, we'll start with that. Because it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how do you define love? Uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure if you can define love in a black and white Definition. Mm-hmm. I don't mean black and white. The color means like it can be straightforward. Define love. I think love is more of a feeling rather than something I can describe in a sentence. So maybe I'm pandering right now, but I don't have an answer for you. I don't know how to define love. It's just more like of a feeling because, like, once you know, you know. Um, that can also get confusing because I think people confuse love and lust. Mm-hmm. Um, lust is, well, you might know better than me. Uh, oh, wow! Wait, how dare you? That's what I'm going to play the sound clip. <laughs> I mean, referring to in the in like a, a therapy, mental health terminology, like love versus lust. I'm not like saying your personal life. Um, oh, okay, okay. But I feel like you can define it probably better than better than I could. Um, yeah, I don't have a definition of, of love. I mean, if someone asks me how do, how do I know I love my fiance, I can't. I can just give you feelings of why I know I love her. Okay, I'm not, I'm not no, she probably never watches. I'm not gonna say that. Okay, I'm not gonna give you the scenario. You can say it. Yeah, no, I, I like my relationship. Anyway, oh, I, I want to know now. Nah, nah, this is not, it's not, not the time. Trust me, <laughs> trust me. So, great. So, the reason why we kind of wanted to know that a little bit, of like where you're coming from, is we're, we definitely have a lot more topics about like love, you know, lust and all those different things. And I think for viewers, it'd be really good for people to know where people are coming from when we speak with them. Because we usually talk about certain things, and then it's really good because they know where I'm coming from from stuff. They know things where Boss coming from. So it's kind of like, you know, when we have people on, we want to know exactly where they're coming from from certain things. 
And this was the question we talked about last time as well, one of the ones of our perspectives. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to define it because it's not that simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I know I'm, I know I just totally kind of ignored our question and answer it, but it's hard to really define what love is. I think it's more of just a feeling that once you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, now it's not even saying me or anything like that. I feel like the answer you gave was like honest because we want you to be honest. And like that is a fair answer because I think a lot of people, and as I stare at my video game characters on my laptop and things like that, people just have this fairy tale version of what love is. And there's so many things within love accountability, accountability there's, you know, ability. <laughs> Accountability. Yeah, damn fucking right. We're gonna watch the clip one of these days. Yeah, says a lot. Whoa! So, so Jamal has said, I'm for the streets. I really can't read. I'm coming for this. There's one more thing he has to say. I think you know what he has to say. He already called me. I called me. Anyway, you know what? I need to. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there today. Anywho, because I already got other videos where I slander you. Anywho, <laughs> so, um, so no, that kind of like ropes us to this question more. Dwayne Wayne, Dwayne Wayne, Gabriel Union, whatever they're Union, yeah, Union, yeah. Union. There we go. We're on like some podcast and show, and is it on Mackie's World? Uh, if you like it, you like it. I love this. But, this is what I'm putting for. 
But for me personally, no, that's not my cup of tea, or I've never been in that situation, so you got to be a taker, that's what I'm saying, for sure. But, I mean, I think that, um, I think we have to define what the word lead, quote-unquote, means, like, what did you have, like, 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 Um, because I think there's different levels to lead. Um, because I tell my fiance, I'm like, whatever, she... She quote unquote leaves her relationship as well too. Um, I, I kind of goes to a happy wife, happy life context. So it's like, let's say we're eating out for dinner, and I'm like, let's go here. No, she don't want to go there. You know, I just kind of, just kind of like. Um, oh. <laughs> What was working for me? Okay, what was that? Happy wife, happy life. I put it in a happy wife, happy life context. Like, sexual kink. That's what's awesome. They're bonding. I love it. Okay, so say we're going to eat somewhere, and I'm like, hey, let's go to Raising Cane's, um, not sponsored. Um, and she's like, no, I don't want that. But I know deep down she wants to try this place. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna say it last because I'm gonna push my boundaries because I know that at the end of the day I want her to be happy rather than myself. Like I can make do, I can pick out something from the menu relatively easily. Yeah. with that. So we're looking at a context like that. It works. Now let's say you're in an argument. You know, for me it's like I, I want to just get the combo over with and let's keep pushing. Mm-hmm. But for her, she wants to. You know, take a step back, think about it for a little bit, then come back and talk it out. For me, it's like, I don't want to do that. Um, so it's compromising. Mm-hmm. So I think leading, in a way, in his context, can be, um, could have been misconstrued of what he meant because I think that we are inferring what he meant by leading. So um, I'm a big proponent of. Context matters, choosing your words with purpose and carefully, rather than just saying something that opens to interpretation. So, um, hey, I believe in therapy way too much. <laughs> but, I mean, for real though, like, you have to be intentional about what you're saying, and saying something so vague on the internet can, can definitely serve a lot of things. You know? So, especially there. Uber rich and famous, so we don't even know what their life looks like. What says when she leaves, like she decides, what, you know, maybe it was Gabby's decision to make him that host of that terrible show, yeah. uh, or you know, because she has connections in Hollywood. She's like, hey, Dwayne, I can get you into here. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, I don't understand. What do you think she called? Do you wait? She says wait, probably. Uh, but you know. <laughs> It could just be, it could really be anything. Hey, our next house is going to be in this beach town, or we're going to do this and that and that. So I think it can be, your lifestyle is different than ours. Because, you know, how you decide where you're going to be out, you're deciding what you're going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I come in, and I will press the sound clip, and it was like, you fell for my trap card. Ha ha ha. Jamal, definitely one, I. Over this break, I've really put a mirror to a lot of things I believe and go with to like challenge myself to be a better human being, to be fair, because like as a therapist, I'd be very impartial on things like that. So 
I champion for women. I champion for men. I champion for the non-binary. I champion for all these people because at the end of the day, I want people to be able to coexist. And actually, Jamal hit it right through the, the nail on the head about con about like uh, things in context. And knowing that, but at the same time, like watching the video and things like that, he felt so comfortable with him just saying, like, oh, my wife just leaves and I don't do anything. And my thing is, from the narrative that looks like, and I know it's not, and my thing is, I have to take a look at it myself. It's not on D Way, but how it looks like is like he has no say, he's complicit, and it goes with the narrative, like you're saying, happy wife, happy life. I get that, but happy husband. Happy life as well. And like I've seen an imbalance of that so much where it's kind of like if I say certain things in female culture where I'm like, this, this, this happens, I'll get demonetized. But if I say the same thing about a dude being a dog, I'll get praised for that. And my thing is, at first, because I have to walk you guys through this part, I'm like, oh, D Wade's this, D Wade's that, you know, laughing at the paint, doing wow, all that other stuff. Where it's kind of like, well, that was still part um, Thinking about it is, Whoever listed this out, and even, I don't know, because it was only a clip I saw, I wasn't able to sit down and see the whole thing. I wasn't able to stitch together the whole context, but like from just what I'm getting at, if I'm a young man looking at that, oh, so nothing I want, it matters to the relationship, it does matter. And then it just spins into a narrative that guys don't get anything. I just, I'm just tired of hearing and seeing that. I do want to interject. Go ahead. My fiance absolutely hates that mindset of happy wife, happy wife. So, so um, me saying all of that, which is from a one-sided mm-hmm. uh, point of view, which I can see her now rolling her eyes like, I don't like that. It should be mm-hmm. like that. It goes to the point of, yeah, men deserve, I want to say more, quote-unquote, but mm-hmm. they deserve happy to their happy needs. Yeah. So, I mean, again, people have their own definition of happiness mm-hmm. and all that stuff, so it, it is very important to actually define what that actually means. Um, because for me, happy in, in my mind is if she's happy, I'm happy for the most part. You know, if um, you know, food's on the table, if, if we're vibing, I'm happy here. Someone's at home chilling with her with the, with the dog, I'm happy. Like, so I mean, I don't, it doesn't take much to really please me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on uh, what you. Where do you find happiness? So, can you please help us two single guys? Because we're, you know, very radical. We're so, so single. How would. Everybody, let me walk back. Cuss got women. Let me know. We call him more bitches over there. We don't know how many more we gonna get, guys. So, I'll be walking back. He looks at me like that. But I guess now. Now, I want to big up you because you are on a journey. Um, that I know that me and Cost want to be beyond later in the game. You won the game, like game of life. Where it's kind of like, I appreciate you, you know, hearing, you know, both our perspectives and things like that when it comes like that. So, in that same context, because, you know, you just, oh, can't say your name. You just brought up what your wife is saying um, about, like, wanting there to be balanced. What's one thing that, I would just say, you say more recently where you guys, and you guys can, like, help. A single people when we were dating, how to look for someone to have and preach that balance because I know if I go on first and second dates and things like that, I know female expectation is all right after day two or even not not day one or day two or day three, 
females are expected, you know, me to pay for everything. I don't know how you feel like they expect all these different things. So it's kind of hard dating nowadays. So even though I know you're not in the dating game, I know you're around, you know, other females. I know you're around, uh, you know, your you know, fiance's friends, things like that. What do you, what do you think, what, what do you think single guys should know trying to date someone and trying to figure out if we can be fair and accommodate? Um, I think it's really being honest about your intentions. I think that's the biggest thing, honestly. Um, now there's a balance between being too forward and too honest because you kind of, I mean, that's our dating, right? You kind, of, you kind of want to find out the different mysteries of people, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, being forthright is important, but to a certain extent. You know, date one, you probably shouldn't say how to get married, you know, right away. Damn. <laughs> that's probably not the best thing, but like, I would say number one, Try to see if their values line up with your values. Because if, oh, and also kind of find out her intention too, honestly. Like, I think a girl will respect the fact if you're like, you know what, hey, I know we're dating, I don't want to waste your time, hey, I'm getting older, you're getting older, I don't want to, maybe not the right purpose to use. But in that same vein, it's like, you know, what are your intentions with me? Like, where do you see this going? I know it's only day two, but I mean, you seem cool, I mean, you obviously think I'm cool to, to spend your time with me, so I mean, where do you see this going realistically? Like, am I wasting my time? I don't want to waste your time because in life only get, you know, June 3rd, 2021 once, you know, so uh, really defining someone's intentions and being intentional about what you're saying and what you're doing because your actions always speak louder than what you can say. Um, all the sweetest things in the world have all the have all the most game in the world, but if your actions don't back up what you're saying, then to her, you're just an F boy trying to talk to her, you know? Um, and for a girl, I feel like dating is harder for them because they have to weed out some of the F boys. Like, mm -hmm. um, no, I, I'm going to disagree with that. Dating for a woman is far more easier than continue. See, I don't, I don't think so. The women I talk to, they make things the hardest thing in the world because. These dudes are, they're not being real about their intentions. I think that's where I'm coming from, hearing them talk about their intentions. But it's all about what type of kind of girl you're going for, too. I mean, I don't want to judge a girl based off her Instagram. I think that's unfair. But if, if all the energy she's putting out is, you know, bikini pics and thirst traps and all that, you have to look at yourself and say, perception-wise, what kind of girl I want to go for? Because the perception is she's this, she's that. In our reality, she could be the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, but it's all about who do you want to align yourself with because sometimes perception is dangerous in a way, you know, because perception is not reality, to me at least. So um, I know I've been on a tangent about oh. that and everything. I know a woman might kill me for saying something that, oh, if you both Instagram pics, you're ratchet. I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying the reception <laughs> and the absolutely. So, and that's and that and I thank you. The reception, but that's a whole different. I have a point for that. I'm working on. Thank you. We should laugh. Anyway, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, no, and I think that's like um, a big thing, and I, I appreciate that. And I was wondering. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like we're, we're prepared now? Yeah, but I will disagree with you. I agree with Robert that 
it is hard for guys to date women. But why? Ooh, why? Uh, I think it feels so deep. But to just give you a really quick example, um, it's so hard to approach a woman now and be like honest about your feelings because that's not really what a lot of women want. They don't want a guy that's honest from the forefront. But then if you play too much of it, you know, you're playing that. And at the same time, it, you know, you see a girl at a bar and you go buy her a drink, she's gonna laugh at your face, take the drink, go talk to her friends. She's there to be able to spend time with her friends, right? Mm -hmm. But then they still want a guy that's gonna be forward and talk to them. So I think there's such a balance nowadays that's so hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, and that, as well as like, uh, I myself, as a single man, am so careful about what I say or what I do when I am one on one with a woman because, you know, I think. It's 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 dangerous for us out there, and Robert can speak to this. How mm. you know we can find ourselves in these situations, but where we are made the villain. This is where, I, to, to a certain extent, I do agree. I think it's hard for both, for all genders. Let's say that mm -hmm. all genders to date. Um, it's called dating for a reason because I go fishing a lot. We're going fishing to hopefully catch something, right? Mm -hmm. I come. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love fishing. No, I want to spend time with friends. Okay, if you want to fish, we can, we can go fish. I'm down with that. I want to fish. Free fish weekends. So, um, so I'm saying that to say, like, you, you have to keep throwing your pole out there. It's not like three sexual into windows. That was my bad. But you have to keep throwing your pole out there if you can catch something. They have the same exact thing. Like, you're going to keep throwing the pole in the water. You're going to keep nibbling and the worm's going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's the same thing, but like, it's all about finding that girl that bonds with you. There's billions of people in the world, billions of yeah. people in the world, and a lot of these girls want the relationship goals, but they don't know what it took to become that that hundred likes, two hundred likes picture. And that's and people don't want to actually do the work. Everyone's a boss, but someone's doing work. And, and thank you. And this is why I'm going to champion. What Cross is saying. The reason why I'm going to champion what Cross is saying is because we'll just use Portland. I know six years of the guys in Portland ain't smashing because females are smashing 10, 10 to 20 percent of the dudes in here because they have they have choices when it comes to sex. Like they are the gatekeeper for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So my thing is, should be. no, no, it, 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 it is. And my thing is, and I'll just use my own self as a case study. And, and like I told you guys, I had to go through some cleansing for myself. We're just kind of like being a middle tier guy. We brought this up on our last show. It's a war on middle class guys. It's either it's either talking about like financially or like perceived status wise. Status wise, both on Instagram. Oh, both. Where like What's if character? If I would get character, they fuck about character. Like. If I work at if I'm a bum working at McDonald's, I get no play. I'm invisible. But if I am, let's just say, I don't try to think. If I know CJ McCollum and like, and I look like I have that lifestyle, I'll get play. And it's kind of like the guys who are in the middle ground. And I'm not even like, let me just Middle income, entrepreneur, lots of potential. He's invisible to most guys. Not the most female because there, there we go. It's pride for us. There we go. He's invisible. And my thing is the reason why I say it's so tough is because 
sometimes, and I definitely think it's like a 60 40 thing, I don't think it's that egregious, but like I feel like certain women don't know how to settle. And when I and with the word settle, like a buzzword, because I feel like guys, and it's not, it's not a bad thing for a guy to settle. I feel like guys know, like I know what I have, even if they fuck it up or things like that. But I feel like a lot of chicks, like, we'll just say a chick who got her master's degree. She's not looking down. She's looking up. She's she's not. And let's just say the guy at the grocery store has everything she wants. Nine to five. He has money. It's just like I can't take you to Tulum. Just give me give me like five months, and that's not enough. And that's why I say dating is a little bit more harder for guys. But I don't really ignore it because I also it's all about what type of girl you're going for too. But because I think you get it right in the head too. It's like. Um, the status being let's let's go by perception, right? Someone with ten thousand followers, booty pics, up and down your gram, is most likely gonna go for a guy with the blue check, right? Because of the perceived status. Now, um, let's say you go let's say you are a truly a middle class guy. Whoa, whoa, middle class wrong. <laughs> not you in particular, it's you generalizing. But if I hit it, I'm But I mean, the perception though. Yeah. How many followers are you gonna get? See, the perception is you're middle class, middle class, and you're middle class guy on Instagram. You're not really flashy on Instagram, right? You don't have a bunch of foods on Instagram, right? So a girl with 10k followers is gonna look probably down to you because you only have 500, because you, you can't match her status perception wise, right? Okay. So. Um, again, it goes back to perception. I think it has to be the overarching theme here is the perception on paper. Like when you meet that person, will they have substance to it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say a girl with a thousand followers, is that technically middle class? I mean, it's really tough now. And uh, it's already because it goes, it goes over the cost of saying we're approaching a girl. We're like, my approach game is mad different now. We're like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it is like it's like it's like a curve. Oh, it's cur the chick curve game is like ridiculous, and this yeah. is why I had to delete all my dating apps. I literally meet a girl set up to go do something, and then literally two hours before, and like she's a regular chick type of thing, right? She says like she says to me, she's like, oh. I'm going to I'm going to Arizona. I don't know when I'm gonna be back. What Arkansas for? Yeah, oh, damn, damn, she hurt you, bro. Shut the fuck up. She hurt you hard, man. Damn, bro. She, she hurt you. Anyway, all I'm saying is there's stuff like that where it just lets guys like us where like even approach it. If it's girls' night, you only have a small window, or it's almost kind of like I I just feel like when a guy approaches a chick, they're always in defense mode. And like I get it, and I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing, but I get it. And you, it's almost like when you approach a girl, you gotta be like, you gotta be witty and quick, like think about something. Like, oh, I'm trying to figure out where Lord Center is. Oh, can you tell me where Lord Center is? All right, bet. Offer you, be fine, girl. What's up? What's up? What's up? Because there are some creepy guys out there. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's still hard to approach chicks and. But how can a girl weed out those creepy guys? See, I think I would love to have a woman in this kind of country. Gotta have girls like. What is the appropriate way for a guy to approach you? You want to answer that? Well, they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't. It's just like <laughs> if you ask them where they want to go. Yeah, they don't. I mean, like um, because because I don't think they want to tell you how to do it. They want they want a guy to just 
take over, take over, be smooth, be dominant. But every girl is different what they classify smooth. So it's, it's like so, uh, other so that has no real. In use. college, my freshman year, I would say, excuse me, be on time. Oh God! Something as simple as that. This was thinking eleven years ago. Yes. You know, so. Did you use this word? No, not her. Oh, okay. No, I'm, you know my problem though. Your wife. No. Okay. Yeah, right, no, right, 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 right. I'm. I'm Time is funny, but yes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would I would say that it'll work, probably not. But it was funny though, it was an icebreaker. It's a way to break that ice because it's awkwardness. Because again, this this thing. Excuse me, mom. Like, can I talk to you real quick? Like, no girl wants to hear that. That's, I'm not saying you do that, Robert. I'm not. Don't take all that personal. I'm not. What I didn't say anything. I'm just leaving myself. Your body language is all. My body language is alright. I'm gonna leave this woman. We've been having this body language. They let us know. Okay, I know, but never mind. I'm going down right away. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, uh, women don't really know the right way to approach either. So, I mean, dang, maybe it's harder for us to make. We converted! Oh, God! Two more than one of the topics I've mentioned. Yeah, that's fine. One, I think we'd all be like, yeah, that similar moments are scary. Who the fuck is that? Exactly. She married just you know, average real estate guy. You know, average. He has like a, like 5,000 followers. Sorry, no, not Selena Gomez. Uh, Ariana Grande. No. Ariana Grande just married a real estate dude. But he probably has money too. Yeah. Okay, money. I've looked at his stuff. He's dang, I was jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I'm just, jealous. I'm just looking at like, Megan does real estate now? Or like, what's going on here? <laughs> and two, you mentioned how. We don't want to settle as guys, but maybe a girl will come up and say, Well, maybe they don't want to settle either. Maybe women feel like they're the ones. I feel like guys do a better job of settling. I think guys do a better job of settling. Yeah, I feel like settling is like a negative state. Thank you. It does. Settling and fucking getting up are two different things. Just want to point that out there. Like, I feel like, but that's not here or there. But because we have our like, 10 more minutes, I want to bring up this last topic because I, I was going to make this a short clip, but I kind of want to bring my guys in on this one. And what I texted you both about is this thing called the one-itis. And I felt attacked when I was listening to this because I, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Roommate's podcast, Feast? No. no. He was talking about this, and the one-itis is, and this is a guy problem, where guys get fixated on one girl and they build this dreamlike world with this one chick and they follow this chick and then and they make up all these different things and it's like stalking to them. Jesus Christ. Oh my oh okay, okay. I'll still finish. And he called it the one itis, how we get hung up and playing restraining order. Oh my god. <laughs> oh anywho, I resonated with that because and you're a stalker. <laughs> I'm a stalker. I'm, I am a registered stalker. I resonate with that. Because as a guy, I know early on in my career, and, I, and still as I get older, I know that like certain girls, um, I get fixated on, and I have that one item where I'm like, it has to be her, and I and I was like, yo, I'm participating in this fucking Disney fucking shit, where I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be with this chick, like I gotta make her see it, and like all this other bullshit. And I kind of wanted to bring this to all of us and see um, how this resonates with all of you. Do you feel like you've been 
you feel like you're in the one-itis um, at time, and then, well, you know, who's already been entrapped, but I'll just turn this way. But uh, uh, what, do you, what do you feel about that? Fun. You feel like, like crazy? I feel like that's not very real life. It should be able to say something like that. I just... I call them the fake hitch, right? I just wanted to get them to say that, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, we don't know. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but speaking, have I felt like that before? I'd say yeah, up until like maybe college. Maybe later, like until like my first real relationship in high school, where like I, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd have a dream. Because like, you know, I grew up watching show and animes, this type of stuff, where they like fantasize, you know, relationships and this type of stuff. So you always feel like it's going to be that way. Which when you like a girl, I think girls do the same thing with guys, you know, they like create this world with them in their head. And then uh, as I've gotten older, I realized you can't do that. You're just gonna, you're gonna fumble the ball doing that. You're gonna be nervous when you talk to them when you don't be. You're, it's just weird. If you really, really think about it, it is, it is weird. It's a little weird when you say it out loud. And when you say it out loud and you think about it, you're like, why am I like, thinking about this person this way? Um, I don't even know this person. Like, it's. The older I've gone, the more I've like defantasized that. I have a question about the one I just was like, do you know the person, or do you like good like, passing? It's like it's like it's not like Tevin Campbell. We can talk. It's like you have like one interaction with this person, and then you take that and you run. Oh, I've never done that before. Really. Or just sparingly, like it's like you have see someone in your class that you don't even know about, but you see them regularly, or a coworker that works in a different department. Because I was, I was, my mind kind of went to um, like you're talking to them, but it's not like official. Like you know, we talked before, like you know, years and years, whatever. And then like you see fantasize, like you want more out of that person, but you don't get it. That's kind of my mind basically thought I went to, um, rather than uh, like you, like you meet Where someone on. And like your starstruck, like, oh wow, there they are. I see this vision of me and him holding hands on the beach. So, no, I've never had that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll be the real life pitch because real life pitch lets you know his successes and all that other stuff in between. Because at the end of the day, I'm keeping a buck 50 with y'all. I, when Fees was talking about it, I was like, oh shit, I'll be doing that sometimes. Because at times you're kind of like, oh, it's just like what you're inundated with. I'm like, oh, you know, I had a good couple of interactions with this person. Like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna move the movie, stand out of the crowd, throw all this bullshit to like, you know, win this person over type of thing. And I feel like, you know, excluding outlier A, outlier B, they don't do that. <laughs> so we'll just say that. And for my guys who are really watching this, when we get those things, we gotta. No, we can't do that because at the end of the day, that is just a recreation of like the you know Disney movie type of thing. Where at the end of the day, like you know, Jay Matt and one from the problem saying, you, you got to bet these women, and we got we have to you know be rational in our thoughts. And like, I hope hearing this today, some of you start rethinking about how you're interacting because there's nothing wrong with wanting to be more of someone. But if your your thoughts turn into your actions, your actions turn into things where you know. I'm not doing these things. Well, I'm just kind of like, all right, look at her page. So, so you're saying it's, it's a bad thing. It is definitely a bad thing. thing. Yeah. It, it <laughs> just wrapped around a lot. <laughs> we had a clear, just. I cannot wait when you text me and you're 
fixated on a chick, and I'm with like one eyes. I'm gonna get you. But that's the moral part. More moral part. The moral of the story of what I want to bring up with that, because like when I was listening to the podcast, the fees is a pretty cool, you know, dude. And one of my friends said, I remind him of him because you know he's a well off guy. Whoa. Of course, like yeah, he got money, got he's got you know paid and all this other stuff. But all I'm saying is, I wanted to bring that up, talk with guys, even though they're you know you guys talk differently, kind of definitely brought things to you know my attention because I feel like a lot more guys do that because I hear guys say this about females they're like oh you guys you know want this you know fairy tale thing to as well but like guys want that as much as females i kind of wanted to you know put a spotlight on that and like be reflective on my own self or my first couple situations that you know cut the ball in 20 you know, ran some yards and they're like you're not actually running you're thinking you're doing that so um i just wanted to just put that on the table and i feel like you know we are uh we do get hit with a one eye sometimes we're like i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do to get this chick and you're not Reading, she's just not that into you in all of the all of yeah. that No, I mean, like I said, uh, I dealt a lot with that like throughout middle school, high school. But I feel like since I went to college, I don't want to expose myself. you. I do not want to expose you right now because I. Whoa! Oh, huh? Jesus! <laughs> hey, hey, he kissing at you? Sure. No, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I would, but me, I'm gonna blow a kiss to you. That's not. Let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take away the stigma that men can't embrace each other. Thank you. Exactly. Robert, Robert, Robert. Spence Lionel. I don't know what that is. But Robert Spence was a lot, lot less comfortable with the stuff than now. Whoa! Like, like a safe word or something? <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, you should have seen what he texted me before I left for I'm totally fine. I'm being hilarious. Exactly. I, I, have no, I have no problem. All I'm saying is, since it's not a problem, just blow and get back. Be who you get, blow and get back. What was that, you brought? Really? Definitely with Jamal. I don't feel comfortable doing this. Just because oh! I'm, hey, he's, 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 he's a man. man. I, try to, I try to normalize, you know, me and break other, but I don't feel comfortable wanting to get that. That's fine. Oh, I got you. Oh, I'm editing. Jamal, please. Jesus, go for me. Yeah, so. 